Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Unveiling Grace podcast. So happy you've joined us once again. We are in part two of a story, but that's Lynn's to tell. So I'll just say I'm Joel Groat. <laughs> and I'm Lynn Wilder. And this is part two with Richard and Melissa Ford from Arizona. Um, Richard actually joined the church, went on a mission to Kentucky and Southern Indiana. By the way, my husband's family is from both of those places. And so I just wanted to jump in when you were talking about that. Um, And Melissa has been LDS most of her life. And yet she had come to know the Lord and gotten baptized in a Baptist church. Husband Rich was not happy. And so she went back to the LDS church for him. And that's where we are in the story. (laughs) Yeah. And the other interesting part, and you guys are going to have to jump into the previous episode with Richard and Melissa. While they're Mormons, they're being involved and have friends outside the LDS church. And so Rich is involved in helping with some men's sporting activity at a local church and uh, gets invited to a small group. So I don't know. It's almost like you guys are living double lives here. Um, I'm not sure how you managed to find enough weekend time to cover both, but so that's where you kind of want to jump in. So I want to jump back in with you, Rich, and just have you talk. Was that dual involvement? Because you've got Christian friends, you've got non-Mormon friends who are believers who are part of this church, and they know you're LDS. So I'm guessing they're trying to address some of these spiritual issues with you. Um, what kind of tension, what was, go, so what was going on with you as you're like going in between these two worlds that at times can really be in conflict because there are times when the whole evangelical Mormon thing can become a clash, but I, it sounds like your friends were navigating it pretty well. Yeah, they, they, they were navigating it very well. I mean, Joe, Joe had been to many different churches growing up. Okay. LDS being one of them, but Joe and I have always hit it off from the first time I ever met him, but you know, he, he knows me, I know him. And I I think one reason that he had us join the group is my knowledge of, of religion, you know, being a missionary, learning things as a missionary, but sure. You know, they did have a, a little bit of a cattle prod there a little bit, you know, sometimes I felt uncomfortable at some of the group meetings, you know, you know, just because yeah. I'm, but, but it never, I've always had friends that were not all Mormons, um, but that's just me. You know, I never pushed anybody sure. away, um, you know, unless I didn't gel with them, but, right. you know, mm-hmm. and just, but like I said before, you know, in, in the first episode is that I never wanted to be where we were going two separate places, right. you know, we're, we're, we're married, we're, we're one family. Right. And I, 
I knew Melissa was happy and I wasn't happy, you know, because I wasn't, I don't know. There just something wasn't, it didn't feel the same inside of me anymore. Okay. And, you know, I, I just didn't feel right. And, you know, sort of like what, what your son, Micah said that, you know, that they judge you and they do that. The, the men at the church, they, they judge you. You know, I, I went through a, a, a spot last year during COVID and everything where I, I was unemployed. We didn't have any money coming in. We only had Melissa's, you know, disability coming in. And wow. yes, I was getting unemployment, but you know, it just wasn't enough to cover all the bills. Sure. And, you know, somebody from, well, not somebody, the elders quorum president says I was inappropriately asking for money. And I wasn't, I was asking to save a roof over my head. Yeah. And that really. That stings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, because I'm the type of person that, and a former Bishop of ours could attest to this. Uh, we used to be, there used to be this thing called free cycle and people were giving things away for free. Well, the first house we ever lived in, we could never put a car in our garage because we had so much free cycle stuff that we give to people that we give to people. And our, <laughs> our Bishop yeah. lived right across the street and, you know, three, four times a month, he'd come knock on my door and go, Hey, do you guys happen to have this, this, or this? And I go, well, let's go look and see. And, you know, we helped furnish people's apartments. We, we, you know, whatever we could do. And I, I'm still that way. You know, I, I help yeah. people with cars. I, I'm not a great mechanic or anything, but, and for somebody to come back and say that I was inappropriately using, you know, the Lord's funds because I wanted to help keep a roof over my head, that just didn't stir me the right way. Yeah. So, okay. and that was right about the time I started going to, to church with Melissa. So Rich, the Bible says that God sometimes changes your circumstances, right, in order to get your attention. Right. So do you think that's it what my he might have been setting up <laughs> in this instance? I, I really do. I mean, now that you pose that question to me, I really do. And so, you know, I started going to church with Melissa and I was there a month or two, but during small group, we go through, there's a list of things uh, on the app that you're, you're attending church, you're paying tithing to the church, your service at the church. And I hadn't been serving yet. So, and there was several open and I love to cook. I really wanted to get in the kitchen over here at, at the surprise campus because they have the best cook in all of the campuses. <laughs> and, okay. Are you, you're talking, Christian church now. Yeah, at CCG. Yeah, at Church in the Valley. Yeah. And, but I became an usher like Melissa. So, you know, that got me really started in going every weekend and everything. And then, so yeah, it just, and I just feel so much better. You know, I feel like a release off my shoulders that, you know, I don't have somebody peering over me every five seconds saying, oh, you doing this or this or that and that. You know, and, uh, you know, it's helped me to read the Bible more and to, to learn more and to be able to, um, you know, participate more in group, you know, and, sure. and feel like I'm, I'm participating in the right way. So what are you seeing as some of the core differences between what I guess, well, both the Mormon church and the Christian church refer to as the gospel, right? Um, in terms of that relationship with God? Were you picking up on anything different in terms of 
what the message of the oh, gospel yeah. is, what the expectation is of you in both places? What's happening there with that? Well, especially in the, in the Mormon church, it, it, it's work, 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 work. You know, you've, you've got to work to get there. you got to work to get there. But, you know, I, I watched Micah's little story when he was here last time in Arizona that, you know, and he did the same thing when he was on his meeting, work, work, work. But it's not. It's through the grace of, of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us that it's already been paid for us. But, it, you know, that's not what they, they preach in the Mormon church. It, it's work. You've got to work. You've got to do this. You've got to do that to get to that point and to be in that, as they say, part of heaven. You know, right. one yeah. of the three levels. And, you know, that, and I realize that's not true now. It's through the grace of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed for us that that's taken care of, you know, helping people out. I'm fine with that. I'm down with that. You know, it, it, it's what we love to do. I've, I've always been one to help serve others. Sure. Uh, and you know, that's just, that's just me. And, and, and Melissa's the same way. You know, if we, if we can help somebody out, we'll help them out. I mean, even if it's our last dollar, we'll, we'll, we'll help them out. You, you said that you felt a weight lifted. Do you have any sense of what that is, Rich? Well, yeah, it's What's it, gone? that weight was, is, is everybody that was watching me and telling me, you know, this isn't the way to do it. This is the way to do it. And, you know, I don't have a bishop staring over me anymore. I don't have an elder scorn president staring over me anymore. You know, I'm responsible for myself. And we have pastors helping us. And now. we have pastors Not helping us. Watching. You know, and, you know, we we have some friends that we met through, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with indoor football, arena football. We have yeah. the best team in the in their indoor football league here in Arizona. And Melissa uh, got me in touch with this guy. From, I met him from the ex-Mormons Christian page. And it's okay. He goes, oh. to, he, he goes to, you know, and Scott, Scott Reardon. Oh, sure. I know Scott. Yeah, Scott yeah, Reardon. Yeah. Scott was, he's, he's done a podcast episode. Yeah, he told me that Couple the other of them. day. Well, <laughs> yeah. We're all season ticket holders of the rap. We sit right next to each we other. We sit right next to each other. Well, <laughs> really? You know, okay. Yeah. God did and that. God just did talking that. to him and <laughs> talking to him. And he called me the other day. And we have a lot of people that are leaving the Mormon faith and coming to Christ Church of the Valley. Well, we're, mm -hmm. we're trying to start a group to where we can help each other out. Well, oh, and, good. and we've been talking back and forth to, the, to Ashley and Mark and campus pastors. Well, they yeah. don't want to do something like that because they don't want to feel like make it feel like we're stealing from other churches. So we got to figure another way out to start groups in our <laughs> right. I know, I know, I don't. How think about people that aren't in the I body? Know. That's not stealing sheep. I know it's I'm bringing so, them I'm back sorry. to the fold. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut that so. out, Joel. <laughs> um, well, I mean, here, here's an idea I'm going to throw out there and whether or not this makes it on the podcast, but I, I want to, because I just came across it, I want to say less than two weeks ago. And it's something that's starting up in Utah in a largely predominant Mormon community where the same thing is happening. There are these disaffected LDS people. Um, they're feeling the way to performance-based religion. They feel like there's more. Um, they start reading the Bible. Um, they get introduced to Christ. They go, um, I don't have to do it all myself. You mean I can just trust Christ to take my sin and I get his righteousness in exchange as a gift. Um, right. 
but some of these people aren't ready to like jump into a Christian church, especially being in Utah. So right. what, what this group is starting is um, household groups that are, let's see if I can get this right. They're um, MBBs. They're Mormon background believers. Okay. And so, and so that's the common denominator. They're people who have put their faith in Christ but they've got this LDS background. And so there's this culture, there's this awareness or this understanding they have in common. And so they're building these groups around this idea. And we're getting together because we're Mormon background believers. And there are just certain things that we understand that people who have never been Mormon aren't going to understand. They don't struggle right. with the same things. They don't relate to the same things. So I'm going to throw that out there. I'm sure they wouldn't care if in Arizona, um, you guys started something like that right. and it doesn't have to even be officially affiliated with the church. Right. It could just be a weekly gathering or every two weeks gathering of just people that, you know, and what they've done is they've opened it up to Mormons who maybe don't consider themselves Christian believers yet, but they'd really love to be in an atmosphere where they can ask questions or right. where they can just talk about some of the stress. So, right. um, that that may be something that you can present and do because yeah it's not really sheep stealing when people are part of the body right. but i understand the church wanting to maintain good relationship yeah. with no, its I, lds neighbors that's a that's right. a tightrope sometimes lynn right especially in heavily mormon areas so what we want to do, because the valley is so large, like Scott and them live about an hour and a half away from us, even okay. though we're in the same valley. Um, we wanted to like meet once a week on Zoom and then once a month get together and... Well, every six weeks, or get every together, six weeks and, do some sure. sort of service yeah. project, go camping, something just like something. that. Just so we can all, right. you know, physically right. see each other once, once yeah. every six weeks or so. And but, then use yeah. that as a time to invite. So if you've got former LDS right. friends or people that are transitioning, say, hey, we've got this event. It's going to be these people. You're welcome to come join us, hang out with us for the weekend or whatever it is. Right. right. So, but that's, you know, so that's, that's what we're doing right now. We're trying to brainstorm of ways, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to present this to, to, to our friend Scott and, and say, hey, maybe we should do it this way. Yeah. So I it's okay go... because now your relationships between here and Jesus, right? right? right. Yeah, exactly. Men so... can do whatever organizational things kind of make sense to them, right. you know, within that pastor's jurisdiction. Right. But all this is where you have to answer to and who right. you have to know and who you go to. And that's part of what takes that burden off your back. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, and I, and I want to go back to that, um, Richard. I almost okay. called you Scott. <laughs> I'll go back to that, Richard. Um, and that weight and what you're experiencing at a spiritual level in terms of your relationship now with God, mm -hmm. with Jesus, that's different. Because I think that's a question a lot of our listeners who are maybe in transition or have spent their whole life in the LDS church and have this sense of unease. I think that's something they ask. It's like, okay, so what, what's different? What am I in for? So what have you experienced as you've made that transition away in terms of that relationship and what that's, what that's based on? Or, or well, even think I, I of it, say, oh. how is Jesus different? 
For me, and that was a huge I, I part of it the, too. I, I think one of the biggest things, especially for me, is that I'm all in. Okay. You know, I what we weren't. I love it. We weren't. We weren't big tithe payers, you know, because I didn't make a lot of money. But now every two weeks, it just automatically comes out, and you know, I've just turned everything over to to the Lord, and say, you know, I'm here for you. You tell me what you want me to do. Um, oh. you know, I've been in I've been in healthcare I've, almost 28 years. I'm a certified okay. nursing assistant. And, All right. Um, I spent I spent almost eight years in hospice care. Um, wow. So I, I've seen a lot of people pass away. Uh, and everybody goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, you know what? I can't. And that's my gift. It's just something I love. But I can't do it at the, the level I used to do it anymore. I, I'm broken. I've, I've fallen several times and I've hurt myself. But and then during this last injury, I, I transferred a person and I ended up breaking a rib and dislocating a couple of ribs. Wow. Well, I think that was another one of God's plans because okay. I, I, I've taken care of a lot of people that are quadriplegics, paraplegics, and ALS, which is a horrible disease, horrible disease. My last ALS patient with the, the first hospice company I was ever with uh, passed away. Oh man, it's going to be three years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, about two months ago, I get a call from his, his wife and she goes, Hey Richard, you know, just call and see how you're doing. Um, I was at the doctor's office uh, and I heard this patient saying they're looking for a caregiver. Well, she started talking to him, got their information and stuff. And she goes, the first person I thought of was you. Wow. And she goes, are you still doing that? I go, well, actually I am. I'm back into it, uh, but I'm out on workman's comp right now. And she goes, well, here's their number and stuff. You know, I'll, I'll let them know that you're, you're, you know, available. So they called me and I went out and met this guy. And he's, he's about six years older than I am. Uh, he's got MS and he, up until about five years ago, he could walk, talk, run, exercise, everything. Well, they moved into this house and he, he ended up getting a very bad mold exposure and it made him yeah. basically a quadriplegic. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, I talked to him for about 20 minutes and by the time I left, he was smiles from ear to ear and he knew he had found the right person. And so I quit my job at another hospice I was working at and now I'm just working for myself. And I just, I, I love it. And being able to go in and help this guy. And, and he's a Christian. So that really yeah. helps. He's, he's oh, Christian. cool. Okay. And, you know, it just, and I think that was another part of God's plan for me to find this job and to be able to do those things and, and still be able to do what I love to do. Yeah. Well, he's a very personal God and he, I think he delights in meeting us where we need to be and drawing our hearts to himself. Um, want to ask you guys this hopefully this isn't too personal of a question because you're both here but so how has melissa you kind of going back to your christian roots um being out from under the whole performance religious treadmill um that you were in within the lds church how has this impacted you guys's relationship with each other oh i think it's much better i think things are great now I mean, we had it was pretty rough before but 
good. Okay. Though. Good. I was going to say, well, you're off the hook, Rich, because she spoke first, and <laughs> no, it, I mean, it, it was it was positive because you know I was I always trust the woman's um sense and on the relationship. So uh, I definitely agree. I mean, especially since we've been going to CC Fee together, that it's really made us closer together and bonding, and you know we don't have all this pressure on us, and you know we've met a lot of great people, a um, couple of older couple senior couples that have really like taking us, well, one couple has taken us under their wing. The other one okay. we're sort of taking under our wing, <laughs> but they really like us. Um, and, you know, Melissa and I both have been going through a weight battle all our lives and we're, we're, we're on the trending way down. I've lost almost 120 pounds and she's lost almost 85. <gasps> have you? Oh, oh, yeah. Praise God. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Congratulations. Oh, what? Because you're happy, right? Because oh, exactly. you're okay with who you are. Yeah. No, it, and Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And also our health is way better and everything. And, you know, it well, just, the stress level, the stress level has to go down incredibly when you're out from under that constant vigilance, that constant pressure to perform, that constant measure up. I mean, even, even to get that sort of response when you go ask for help to keep a roof over your heads and in, in essence to be shamed about not doing enough in that sort of circumstance, that just that's just a huge load. And even if you know it's not legitimate, still being exposed right. to that kind of shaming, um, right. just it it has a detrimental effect on who you are as people. So exactly. Wow. Well, kudos to you guys for Thank that. You. And as I think about you guys, I'll, I'll be praying that that continues and you Thank are able you. to continue because that that's amazing. So Melissa, I'm going to get back well, to you. Have... Yeah, go ahead. Joel. I was going to say your yes answer was so quick in terms of <laughs> how much better your relationship has been. Is there anything in particular that you've noticed difference in, in Richard? Um, since um, he's since he's come to faith and since he's kind of out from under this we don't argue as much he doesn't have he had a lot of expectations before okay you know um i don't think anything was ever intentional but um we just we don't argue it's really rare that we argue now cool so rich were there expectations? Did you expect certain things to happen and be done? Well, in part because I, I, of the LDS system or? No, I think it was more from my, my upbringing. You know, my mom was a stay at home mom most of the time. She did work some, okay. but you know, she had dinner on the table every night at 530, 5, 530 when dad <laughs> got cook. home. Yeah, she doesn't cook. <laughs> you know, laundry, stuff like that. You know, I grew up in an old fashioned home, you know, but it's sort of different we here. do things together instead of yeah we well you said rich together. you said you'd like to cook right uh, i i I, I started cooking when i was four years old my mom <laughs> would pull a chair cool. up there and and it also helps me to keep the spirit of my mom my mom passed away 12 years ago oh wow i i, I am a huge huge mama's boy <laughs> i'm not gonna lie yeah and i uh i miss her every day yeah. And I miss our conversations. And I mean, even the day before she passed, we were visiting and I was being a smart aleck. And <laughs> she gave me her 
as sick as she was, she goes, you're never too big for me to be. <laughs> wow. And, you know, we had to leave, but she got to see all her grandkids again. And, and then we left and because I had to go and put a, a, a quad that I used to take care of to bed. Yeah. And then we stayed at his house so I could get him up the next morning. And we were driving back to our house in Tempe and turned the quarter into our neighborhood. And my dad calls and my mom passed away that next morning. Wow. And uh, she was uh, she was 66 when she passed away. And we, we laid her to rest on her, what would have been her 67th birthday. And uh, okay. she, she's, she's with her mom. She, uh, she's actually buried right on top of my grandma. <laughs> okay. And, uh, it's just, she was, she was cremated. And in, if you were a resident in Chino Valley long enough, you could get buried for free in the cemetery. You just had to dig the hole. So we wow. had to dig the mm. hole. We put her in there and covered her up. But so she's with her mama and uh, her dad and everybody now. But yeah, yeah. But, um, so July sixth, yeah. twelve years, and it was just it's it's tough. So well, that's cool that in something as simple as your cooking, you know. So to say that Mormons have the corner on families, um, that's not the case. Certainly Christians have strong families and good marriages and uh, reasons, right, um, to care and care for each other and to love each other. And so Mormons rethink this um, and go to the Bible for the answers. Thank you, too, for being with us. This has been delightful. We're, we're glad yeah. to know you're in the body of Christ. Joel, grace and peace. Until next time. So long. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out, and for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast where you can experience a grace that heals.